episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's ARE. Now more than ever, we have an opportunity to be a positive force in the world, to help heal the divide, to treat each other and ourselves with respect. But with so many tools out there from meditation to physical training, proper nutrition, therapy, and so many others, we all need a little help navigating all the options. Join us as we share in-depth information, insights, and thought-provoking discussions that will help answer your questions about how to stay calm, cool, and connected during these times. Welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected, your guidebook to peace of mind. Hello, and welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected. I'm your host, Dr. Elizabeth Bedrick. The concept of self-love has been something that is being talked about a lot more commonly lately. And the realization that many of us were brought up in childhoods where we were kind of expected to neglect our own feelings in order to please others. And this has certainly caught up to a lot of us in a lot of ways. It's impacted our self-esteem, our relationships, and really our quality of life. Joining us today is Kamini Wood, a certified coach, international bestseller, and CEO of Live Joy Your Way. Kamini is here to help us to better understand what exactly is this concept of self-love and how can we all start applying it more often. Hi, Kamini. Welcome. Hi there. I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm so excited to have you. This is such a good and important topic, something that really does not get addressed enough, even though it is becoming a lot more commonly talked about. Before we jump into that, can you tell us a little bit about your background and the work that you're currently doing? Sure. So I am a coach. I am working with individuals, high-performance individuals mainly, on understanding their false beliefs, limiting beliefs, helping them move forward both professionally and personally. That's the professional side of what I do personally. I am also mom to five individuals myself. My oldest is a professional ballerina. My second oldest is a division one lacrosse player going off to college in just a week. And then I have three others at home, 16, 13, and nine. So I've got my hands full both professionally and personally. (laughs) And clearly you've done quite the job raising these children that are turning out quite successful. So good for you instilling some self-love into them. Definitely have needed some self-love. This is true. (laughs) So help us to understand this concept of self-love. It's a term that is thrown around so frequently, but very often misunderstood. How would you define self-love? Yeah, and I completely agree with you. I think right now it's become very commercialized. We go into the pharmacy and you know, there's all these self-love tools and, and you know, spa kits and things like that, which are a great way to do self-care. So I'm not disputing that at all. But self-love is really coming to terms with who we are as individuals, coming to that place of deep self-acceptance, truly understanding, you know, who we are, what our values are, what our needs are, and then being able from that place, that real solid relational self-awareness to then engage in relationships with others. Yeah. And that's such a great definition. Why do you think that it's so common for people, for our society to struggle with self-love? I really honestly think that there are so many people who think that it's selfish, right? Again, we we turn it into, well, that's self-centered, that's entitlement, that's selfishness. And really it's about recognizing that it's a self-full practice. When we're able to honor ourselves, become that self-leader, what we're doing is a very selfful practice so that we can show up as our complete self. So when we are in relationship with others, we're being as authentic as we possibly can be. And also when we do truly give to others, we're coming from a place of completeness and wholeness rather than from a place of scarcity. 
So important. And with that, how do you help your clients to understand that difference? Because I have my clients ask me the same thing. You know, how do we find that fine line between selfish or self-centered and self-love? And how do you assist your clients in navigating that? The first thing that we really talk about is understanding, well, what really is selfish, right? Normally, we we will we are able to identify the fact that when somebody is selfish, they are coming from a place of not maybe intentionally hurting others, but they're really not thinking about other people's feelings. A selfful practice is recognizing that this is about me. It's not even about somebody else. So it's really being able to understand that distinction. But then the other part of it is is coming to a place of recognizing what false beliefs about self are present perhaps in the unconscious, we bring those to the conscious. Now my clients are able to then, once they're aware, they can now recognize what beliefs are serving them and which ones are no longer serving them. And that's how you start engaging in the practice of self, self-acceptance, self self-love, and self-leadership. Sure. And with that, it comes along with boundaries. And I know boundaries are, is something that you promote with your clients actively, and I do that as well which also can fall into that category of, am I being selfish? Am I being, my clients often use the word mean. I'm being mean if I say no. How do you help your clients decipher through that? That is so, so common, right? I'm being mean or I'm being standoffish. And really what it is, is it's giving our clients space to understand that by setting those boundaries, we're actually honoring the other person. Because what we're doing is we're allowing room for them to understand what we need, what we what's okay with us and what's not so that the other person also isn't second guessing. So it's actually a, it's, it's a practice, not just for others, but it's for us. It's, it allows for that again, authentic connection between two people. Yeah. And that space where I can love you and me simultaneously, there's a lot of quotes out about that. And I agree with that. Absolutely. Because when our loved ones are confused about our expectations or what we want or need from them, that really puts them behind the eight ball. They are set up for failure at that point. And so I agree that we have to figure out how can these boundaries benefit both of us. Absolutely. I will often say that unspoken expectations only lead to disappointment. Yes. Yes. Such a a good point. What are some other barriers that you see when it comes to self-love? In addition to, you know, struggles with boundaries or feeling like it's selfish, what are some other barriers? Honestly, the biggest one that I see is just understanding the concept of self-compassion. Many people, were, we can be very compassionate with, to other people. You know, we're, we're kind to them. We can offer them that loving support when something doesn't go well or they make a mistake. And it's recognizing that self-compassion is a huge component of being able to practice self-love. Going into kindness to self versus judgment, because it is so easy to let that inner critic take over and point out every single thing that we've done wrong versus looking at something that may not have gone the way that we wanted it to go and ask ourselves, okay, well, what did I learn from that? And how can I grow from that experience? That's actually a pure act of self-love because what we're doing is we're allowing for our growth rather than putting ourselves into a box and saying, okay, you're bad or wrong and you know, you failed. (laughs) Which is so easy to do when you go back to those core beliefs that you talked about, you know, when we have these core beliefs that are really the lens through which we see the world. And if it's that we're defective or not good enough, not worthy, so easy for that self-judgment to kick in. What are a couple pieces of advice that you might give to somebody to practice the self-compassion piece of this? Self-compassion, well, the very first thing is to notice what the internal dialogue is. How are you talking to yourself? Paying attention to that and bringing that to the awareness is 
honestly the, the very first step because most of us don't even know how mean we are to ourselves or how mm-hmm. judgmental we are to ourselves. So that in and of itself is a huge step forward because when you're able to recognize, wow, I'm extraordinarily critical or I keep judging myself over this, this, or that, we're then able to take the action and the, I call it the aligned action and in, in commitment to self into how do I choose to actually speak to myself? That is very first step that I would suggest is with somebody who wants to start using and implementing self-compassion. Yeah. And then practicing that reframe, which can be so difficult because practicing, you know, I made a mistake versus I am a mistake or whatever that yeah. looks like, you know, that externalizing it is so important. And the other piece that I suggest for my clients when it comes to self-compassion is, you know, the reparenting piece or the where you can use the visualization, the symbolism of nurturing yourself and what is it that you need and how can you provide it? Do you do anything similar like that in terms of visualization? Visualization is a very important piece as well as asking, you know, what would you, how can you, if you were talking to your best friend or that was a loved one, think about how you would show up for that person, right? How would you show up physically and how would you show up emotionally and then offer yourself the same thing? Yes, I love that, which takes a whole lot of practice, but the outcomes are definitely worth it. So tell us, where can can our viewers find you, social media, your website? How can they find you? I am on the web at comedywood.com and on social media, Facebook and Instagram. My handle is at It's Authentic Me. Very good. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Comedy. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected. Please make sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram, and also make sure to rate and subscribe to our podcast so that others can discover our content as well. Thank you again for joining us on this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected.